so glad that you guys are here today. And hey, I cannot emphasize it enough. Dudes, listen, Tuesday night is going to be off the chain, okay? And so we want to encourage you to come. And in, in, in lieu of us doing a once-a-year men's conference, we are going to be doing some quarterly events throughout the year. And this week kicks it all off. So you come. We're going to talk trash and axe-throwing competitions and all of that. And for me, you, you know, it's, it's, it's awful bringing in a food truck where you're in the middle of a fast, isn't it not? I mean, we're going to be eating celery sticks and carrots from that food truck, but it's going to be absolutely incredible. Pastor Dante Bakes from God Chasers Community Church here in San Antonio is going to be delivering a strong word. Our worship team hanging out with men at the fire pits and gnawing on raw meat. And all. It's just going to be an incredible, incredible night. So ladies, please get your men out of the house. Tell them there's an errand for them to run at 130-FM-1376, and uh, we'd be glad to, to spend some time with them uh, and what have you. I'm glad you guys are here today. Week two in a series, as Pastor Mark alluded to, called Unbound. And um, I hope that this week's been a good week for you. Many of you set out on a journey with us and, and, and set out on a, on a journey in fasting. How's that going for you? Listen, this was really rude. So I preached my guts out last week. My family says, let's go out to eat. So we went to one of our favorite restaurants and with some other people as well. And I sat there and had to suck on ice cubes the whole time while I watched them eat and put in high caloric foods inside their temple of God. Amen. So just kidding. It's okay. Here's the deal. Fasting, if it means something to you, it'll mean something to him, right? And so just want you to know that there's no, whatever you're doing is, is up to you. But, but you probably like me, you started out really strong, but then Sunday night happened. <laughs> I preached on it and then like eight hours later while I'm watching football, I'm looking for some chicharronas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> something to eat while I'm watching a football game. You just something in my mouth to watch. It's hard. Monday, man, energy level maybe begin to deplete a little bit. Tuesday, you got a headache. Anybody come on somebody? Thursday, you said something to a friend or family member that you wish you could take it back, right? I mean, it's just what happens. Here's the deal. The devil hates it anytime we do something that Jesus commands us to do. Jesus says, when you fast, remember Matthew 6, when you give, oh, we don't like that part. When you pray, it's okay. When you fast, come on, Jesus. Seriously, do you know, I know you're the son of God, but do you really know what you're asking us to do here? You want us to give, pray, and fast, right? And so, uh, but man, I hope that, here's the deal. We told you this, and I believe this, and those of you that are watching us online, can we just welcome our online audience today? Say thank you guys for, for watching us, but listen, whenever I told you last week that when you set out to do the things that Jesus wants you to do, there's going to be an enemy that's going to come after you and keep your prayer is crucial. Prayer is crucial. In fact, Jesus says in Mark chapter nine, as he's dealing with a boy that's been demon possessed since birth, right? Jesus says this kind can only come out through prayer. And some translations add the word fasting with it. Listen, today we're going to be praying that some strongholds in your life are broken. Some of you are bound to some limitations and things that are holding you down. Keeping you from embracing and living the best life that we believe Jesus has for you. We're praying that those would be loosed and broken. Jesus says some of these things can only happen through prayer and fasting. So prayer is crucial for you. It's crucial. And we talked about last week that when you combine prayer and fasting, it's like a nuclear bomb. I'm telling you, the enemy doesn't stand a chance, I don't believe. In fact, I want you to know something right now. He hates what I'm about to share with you right now. And he's going to try to distract. He's going to try to get your mind on other things. 
some of you, all you're thinking right now are chicharrones, right? <laughs> I shouldn't have said that, right? Uh, but, but, but he's going to try to distract you with something. And listen, th- today is a big message. In fact, let's just pray. God, I'm asking right now, Father, for your protection in this house. God, I'm praying it's anything the enemy wants to throw at us right now to keep us from dialing into your voice. This is your voice today, God. It's your voice. So let us tune into your frequency, Father, and hear from heaven. Let us be open and respond to anything you call us to do today. We pray against anything the enemy wants to throw at us. We're reminded that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Jesus, we know that you love us. We know you got a big word for us today. And we know that you've come today to release some things that are holding us down. You want to set us free. The spirit of the Lord is in this house and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is. Come on, there's what? There's freedom. And so God, we're praying for that to happen today. In Jesus name, we pray. Amen. Listen, this idea of prayer and fasting, here's what I want you to understand. God is inviting us to encounter him. He's inviting us into his presence. And when I carve out time and pray, and I'm telling you, prayer is crucial. You want to see a shift in your life. You want to see a change. You want to see a breakthrough. I'm telling you, it's not about signing up for another course or reading another book. I'm telling you, some kinds of breakthrough only happen when we seriously seek God through prayer and fasting. God is inviting you right now into something that will change your life. It has the power to do that for you. And that's why this is such a big moment right now for us as we listen to what God wants to say and do. Because the reality is some of us just maybe don't realize why Jesus really what he has in store for us. Let me remind you what he says in John chapter 10, verse 10. Jesus says that I have come to give them. He says the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. But my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Some translations say life that is abundant and full. This is life to the fullest. This is the best life you can live. It is only possible through Jesus. Round of applause. Who knows what I'm talking about? You know that. You've tried so many other things in life, but I'm telling you, you were created to live a life that Jesus wants you to live. That's your best life possible. Jesus says in Luke chapter four, verse 38, he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released. Captives are what? Captives will be released and that the oppressed will be set free and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Come on, somebody. Are you seeing this yet? Jesus has not come to be a killjoy. He's not come to suck life out of you. He wants to give you a rich and satisfying life. I'm not talking about Powerball rich. I'm talking about life that is full. Life that satisfies you because how many of you know that money doesn't satisfy? 
How many of you know that likes on social media don't satisfy? How many of you know that more square footage doesn't satisfy? Right? There's nothing wrong with that. More horsepower. Nothing wrong with that. But I'm telling you, Jesus has the best life for you. And we somehow think that he's come to rob us of what life is all about. I'm praying today that you would be released from, from wrong thinking about Jesus and that you would understand that he's come to set you free today. He's come to release you. So many of us are being weighed down today from living the Jesus life. So, so, so many of us have what, what, what I would call limitations. Some of those are self-imposed. Some of those have been placed on us by others. And we are being held in bondage. That's why we're carving out some time at the beginning of this new year to, to share with you what about challenging you to press into the father to seek him and let him set you free that's why he came we want to see you unbound because that's God's plan for your life right but so many of us are walking around and we're still tethered to something there's something we're shackled to there's a chain holding there's a weight on somebody in this room today am I talking to you right now somebody watching right now saying okay I think he's talking to me right now right we're weighed down there are limitations Listen, today, we want to see you break free from that. We, 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 we want to see you enjoy the life that Jesus came to give you. I, I'm so thankful that, that we don't have to figure this out, but literally that, that all throughout the word of God, do you read your Bible? Okay, it's good. It's good for you. Um, all throughout the word of God, we find story after story of men and women who they weren't perfect. Spoiler alert. They had flaws and imperfections. Aren't you glad that we have them to relate to? Come on, somebody. Any perfect people here today or watching us online? Anybody got it all figured out? Anybody still a work in progress? Round of applause. Let me hear you right now. All right? Amen. Listen, I'm so glad that we have examples in Scripture. In fact, I'm just going to tell you, most, uh, just about everybody, except for Jesus, because he's Jesus. Come on, somebody. But just about everybody else we read about in Scripture had some flaw or imperfection in their lives, right? There was some sort of thing in their life that could have limited them and hindered them from walking fully in the life that Jesus wanted for them. In fact, some of them are even listed in what we would call in Hebrews chapter 12, is that Hebrews 12 or no Hebrews 12 is that the faith chapter come on somebody Hebrews the faith chapter some of them are even listed in that hall of fame of faith right I think of Abraham Abraham had some limitations now I know for you that that's a cute little song we sang in kids church you know father Abraham and had many sons and I'm one of them and so are you let's just praise the Lord right and we get sick and nauseous rotating around singing that song right but even Abraham had limitations in Genesis chapter 12, it starts out really good for Abraham because we read that God told him, Abraham, I want you to leave a land I'm going to send you to. He packs it up and leaves. They go to Canaan. They go to the land flowing, the promised land. They go there. They, they're there and God's going to bless them. He gives them land. He's going to provide for them. He says, Abraham, I want to bless you. Make the father of many nations. Verses one through nine of Genesis chapter 12 start out really great. But then verse 10 hits. In verses 10 through 20, in that same chapter, we find that here's a man that, well, we begin to see his imperfections and limitations rise up. We, we find that there's a famine that hits, and so uh, he takes his family from Canaan over to Egypt because they feel like if they're near Pharaoh, Pharaoh's surely going to take care of the inhabitants, and there will be favor there, and what have you. Abraham kind of gets ahead of God. Anybody ever do that? He's a little impatient. 
Isn't that how some of us are? We live in a microwave mindset and we expect things to happen just like that. Some of you are, hey man, I've been fasting for 30 minutes and when's my breakthrough going to come, right? (laughs) Even the word fast can be a little misleading. We live in a culture that likes fast and we want it now and we want it quickly, do we not? We want want minute rice, right? We don't want to have to boil it for however long. We want minute rice. It doesn't taste the same. We want minute oatmeal. It's not the same. Get the old oats, old-fashioned. Let's go old-fashioned. Let's go old school. And Anyway, Abraham gets a little impatient, right? I'm going to move my family there. Pharaoh's going to take care of us. Oh, but Sarah, you know, I love you, honey, but you're too pretty. And Pharaoh's going to, going to want you. And he's going to kill me to get you. So here's the deal. If they come asking, let's just, let's just lie about our relationship. You'll be my sister, not my wife. And sure enough, that's what happens, right? They, he gives his wife to Pharaoh. Guys, I wouldn't recommend that in our marriages that you just give your spouse away to here you just take her. You know, no, that's not, it's not good. And, and we see that in, in, but this is a man of faith, hall of honor, right? Of course, Pharaoh finds out you're married and says, anyway, it's just what we find is Abraham wasn't even perfect. He had some things that, that limited and Abraham had to, had to have a come to God moment, Right? He had one of those moments where he understood, God, I'm so sorry for what I've done here and corrected that. We fast forward to a man by the name of Moses. We read about him in Exodus. You ever heard of Moses? Dude, listed in the hall of faith. He's a murderer, right? Moses has, he's limited by a poor self-view. God says, hey, Moses, I want you to go and deliver my children out of slavery, Go to Pharaoh. And in Exodus chapter three, we find Moses saying, God, who am I? He had such a negative, poor view of himself. I don't know, I, I don't know if anybody here has that same thought, but you see yourself as less than. You, you, you listen to what other people say you are. You, 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 you have some sort of limitation that you've imposed over you and you'll just never measure it. Moses was that. And Exodus said, who am I to go before Pharaoh? And you know, by, 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 the way, by the way, God, don't you know I'm a stutterer? I don't talk so well. Why don't you send somebody? Send the Billy Grandma. Send the Reinhard Bonke. Send somebody that can be a mouthpiece for you, Lord. And he placed all these limitations on God using him. And some of us are just like Moses, are we not? I have this weakness. I have this flaw. I'm just not enough. We just, we don't ever step into what Jesus said, this rich and satisfying life. How about David? Oh, man, after God's own heart. We love a shepherd boy that steps into the valley and kills a giant by the name of Goliath. We love that, don't we? We love that he's anointed king when he's a teenager. Come on, teenagers. That's why we don't ever look down on or write teenagers off in this house because they're anointed king in scripture. Now, they're not king or queen and we as parents need to guide that a little bit because some of them are CEOs in our home, right? And we're, but, no, but he's anointed king. We love that, David, but we know that he makes one of the greatest blunders in all of scripture. And it stifles what God can do through a man who commits adultery. 
and who's an accomplice to murder, who has her, who Bathsheba's husband killed on the front lines. We know that he was, even as a leader, sometimes abused his power. He was a liar in some instances and had to have people point those things out. But yet what we find, those limitations could have doomed this man, but no, he had such a repentant heart. And a change and a shift took place. And and, and by the way, many of you are reading some of his prayers that he wrote through Psalm chapter 23. By the way, we ran out of these last week, but we have some more now. We've reprinted. And so we would love for you to be able to just camp out and declare some of the truths from Psalm chapter 23 as we break free in 23 this year. So, but David wrote those. He was repentant. He didn't let his limitations keep him down. My friends from Fort Payne, Alabama would say, you can't keep a good man down. (laughs) Right? Come on, Carson. I know you know that one. (laughs) What about Peter? Oh yeah, Peter. If there was a leader of the disciples, besides Jesus, of course, but if there was another man that would, Peter was probably the leader of those 12 disciples. He was probably the one that, well, we know that he was oftentimes, he spoke before he thought. Anybody ever done that? Yeah. Gets us in trouble sometimes, right? He got Peter in trouble too, right? We, 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 we know that Peter was a great man of faith. Lord, I'll step out of this boat onto the water and walk to you bloop, bloop, for a little while, right? Um, but but he, was, he was a great man of faith sometimes, but yet, but we find that Peter also makes a few mistakes. He had anger issues, did he not? Uh, Peter had sleep issues. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Yeah, hey, could you guys just come and pray? Just pray over here while I go. Would you guys just keep watching, find some sleeping? Peter didn't understand sleep number or anything like that. He, he slept a lot, right? We know that he denied Jesus, this one who was fiery, this one who says, I'll go to the sword for you, Lord. In the pressure of his life, that heated moment, he denied he even knew the Lord. And those limitations could have held this man down, but they did not. You see, here's the thing that you need to understand about God of the Old Testament and Jesus in the New. First of all, they're, they're, they're both and, they're one and the same, okay? But they are gods and saviors of second chances or thirds. They're able to look past our limitations, whether those be self-imposed or imposed on us by others, and they look past and they see what you can be. And I hope that you see that today as well. You see, Jesus gave Peter another chance and Peter becomes one of the greatest preachers of all times. We read that he preaches a sermon in the book of Acts and thousands are saved. He becomes a leader in performing signs and wonders. He becomes a mouthpiece, confident in his faith not ashamed of the gospel. Are you with me today? What do all these guys have in common? They all had limitations. They had limitations like some of us are thinking of right now. In fact, you could probably make a list of what you think your limitations are, right? You, 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 you could fill out a list today. In fact, let me just ask you, what, what are those limiting factors that you feel like are stopping you every time God is asking you to step out and do something? Well, I, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't finish school. Or um, uh, I, I'm a new Christian. Or, um, you know, I, I have a past. Um, or, you know, people have always told me that I'm, you know what I'm saying? And we all carry those things, do we not? Some of us do. I mean, we have those things. What are those things that are limiting you from stepping out and being that person? 
person that Jesus can use for his glory. All of these guys that I just listed, many who are listed in the hall of faith, that, that they had those, and should they could have stayed there, but yet they didn't. They let God come in and do a work in them. And I pray that you would let him do it in your life as well. They, 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 not, not only did they have some, some limitations, but, but we also find in their stories, they really wanted to change. They had a desire to change. Let, let me ask you a question. We, we, we all want to lose weight and feel great, but what are you doing about it? Is there any action you're taking? Or hey, you know what? I, I really wish I could get my finances under control. Okay. Is the Powerball your hope? <laughs> What are you doing with that? You, you know, my, 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 my marriage is just not, uh, it's not so strong and healthy right now. Great. What action step are you taking to, to be, a see it change and, and shift a little bit? And by the way, let me just remind you, the only person you can change is you, is you. Or, hey, you know what, man? I still have so many negative thoughts in my mind. I remember past hurts and pains. There's some concerns and aches. There's worries. There's all. And what are you doing to shift your thinking? I think it's in the book of Hebrews says that we are transformed by renewing of our minds, does it not? And for some of us, there's just some mental stuff that we need to see shift and transform. Hey, that's what I love about, by the way, our discipleship studies this semester is that all of these things are, so you've got a card there, all of these things. But if you want to see a change in this, you're going to have to take some steps. Do you really want to see a change take place in your life? That's the question. Do you really want to see a change take place? You've got to take a step. You've got to do something about it. Me just watching people work out does nothing for me, right? Or, or, or me just looking at what I think is the model couple and just, oh, I just wish I was, had the relationship they had. That does nothing for me. Or, hey, you know, I'm just, Lord, listen, pastor said, you know, you bless people and you give them what they want and... Well, first of all, pastor never says that. God will give you what you need, but he may not give you what you want, right? Uh, but I just, you, you know my financial situation and you know, God, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sit here. I'm gonna continue just to watch Springer on TV and just, I'm gonna count on the government to do it for me and... And we don't do anything. I, I, I'm being facetious. But you know what I'm saying? If I want to see a change take place in my life, I've got to own that and I've got to take action. Are you with me there? Hey, you want to go deeper with the Lord? So does he. He wants you to also. What are you going to do with that? You want to see a shift, a breakthrough? What are you going to do about that? You've got to take a step. So what's keeping you from living your best life in Christ? That's what I want to ask you today. You know, these all these men of faith that we looked at, they had tremendous limitations. Some of those were, were, were inner 
things that they uh, worries and fears. You know, Abraham got a little antsy, got nervous, right, and scared of what Pharaoh would do when he saw his beautiful wife Sarah. Um, you know, Mo- Moses was was afraid that that he couldn't measure up in in the presence of the great Pharaoh. You know, Peter got a little got a little jittery when the Roman soldiers, or even when a little girl around a campfire says, "Hey." Aren't you one of his followers? He got nervous. He was ashamed. He was fearful of his own life. Hey, what are some of those inner things that you are being bound by today? You know, any, anything that's holding us down from, from living the life that Jesus has for us, that's called bondage. Those, those, those things will limit your potential in Christ. Some of you today are carrying some worries, some fear, some anxiety. Some of you have this, well, what if I do that? What if, what if, what if, what if? I love that story about Abraham. God told him to go to a land that he would show him. And I don't find Abraham sitting around and counseling his family or his, his whatever to say, well, well what if? What, you know what I'm saying? And we know that that got Moses in trouble a lot of times as he was leading the millions of people towards the promised land, right? What ifs will slow you down? What ifs will stymie you? What ifs will keep you from reaching the promised land? What are those limitations that are keeping you from walking in the best that God? How do I break free from that, pastor? I'm glad you asked me that question. I would encourage you this. Take a step towards Jesus. That's what you need. Abraham. David, Moses, they had to trust God. They had to take a step towards him. They said, okay, God, listen, you're going to have, hey, Peter, Peter, hey, Peter, I'm not, hey, Peter, do you love me? The resurrected Jesus comes to him and asks him. But, but by the way, just a timeout, just a little plug for Israel, <laughs> because we're about to shut the, the registration down the end of this month. But one of my favorite places in Israel is where we go to this place where Jesus prepares the morning breakfast for Peter and the disciples. They think he's dead. They're back fishing. And they see the resurrected Savior on the seashore and come running to him. And Jesus says, Peter, he could have said, Peter, what were you thinking? You know, Peter, you hurt me. You let me down. Peter, I've done so much for you over the course of three years. And you know what? Now you just, that's not what he says. He says, Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Right? You remember that? You got to take a step towards Jesus. Guys, listen, you've identified, you know what are those things that are keeping you in bondage and holding you down and just tethered to something. Listen, you want to break free from that? Learn from these men. Take a step towards Jesus. But there are also some other things that are keeping us enslaved by what other people say or think about us, right? We want to perform for them or we listen to what people say or, or listen, some, some of those things, there, there are some situations that, that, that we find ourselves, we're in a dark valley right now and we desire a change when it comes to maybe a, a family relationship or a career or business venture. Hey, listen, I, I want to see a shift in, in, in my health and some of us just feel like it's really impossible. Time out. Did we not just a few minutes earlier today sing that you are the God of the impossible, right? Or you're the God of the possible. All things are possible. I can do some things through Christ. No, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Wow. 
What we see as impossible, he sees as an opportunity. If that's you today and you find yourself in a situation that just seems, can I just encourage you? Hey, call out to Jesus. Just call out to him. Call out to him. Say, God, you know my situation and, and, and I just need you. God, I need you. I need you. Oh, I need you every, Lord, I need you right now. Come on, somebody. He longs for us to do that. He wants us, God, you know I've let you down. Or God, you know I desire to see this shift and change. God, you know the environment. I mean, God, I need, and he wants to do something in you. I, I love, by the way, in, in, in the book of Psalm, we're reading the 23rd Psalm. Many of you are declaring the promises of it. Verse four says, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Verse three, the verse before it says, Lord, you renew my strength. You guide me along the right paths, bringing honor to his name. That's what you do, Lord. He's with you. He's for you. Let him guide you. Let him direct you. He is a good shepherd, right? His rod and his staff, a rod and a staff are used to fend off wolves, are they not? But they're also used for protection to bring you back after you begin to maybe step into something you shouldn't step into. Because I'm telling you, your breakthrough is waiting for you. You need a divine breakthrough. This isn't about you working harder, trying more. No, this is about you taking a step towards Jesus in faith and meeting your miracle maker. It's about you calling out to him and saying, God, I need you right now. God, listen, you know my situation. And God, I'm just going to look to you. I'm going to trust you, Lord, right now. But a divine breakthrough is what you need today. I'm telling you, when you read scripture, that every new land, every victory, every territory, every major breakthrough we read about in scripture came when people began to pray and pursue Jesus. And that's what you need as well. It's really simple today. But you've got to take the step. I love this passage in Second Samuel, we were talking about David earlier, but I love this story. In Second Samuel, we find that David's king and he's the Philistines. Remember, the Philistines were constant thorn in his side, were they not? And the Philistines have heard that there's a new king. And so it says in Second Samuel, David finds himself surrounded by his, his rivals, the Philistines, and they're about to attack and overtake him. In the Second Samuel chapter 5, David takes a course of action that I would encourage you to take today. It says he runs into the stronghold. And he runs into the stronghold. And look, look, look what David does. It says, David asked the Lord, should I go out to fight the Philistines? Will you hand them over to me? And the Lord replied to David, yes, go ahead. I will certainly hand them over to you. And so David went to Baal Perazim. And David defeated the Philistines there. But David declares, the Lord did it. He's the one who burst through my enemies like a raging flood. 
And so David named that place Baal Perazim, which means the Lord who burst through. Listen, for some of you today, you need a Baal Perazim moment. You need a God to burst through or to break through in your life in some form or fashion. He is the God of the breakthrough. It's not just true of 2 Samuel, but it's true of January 15, 2023. That's the breakthrough. That's the God that is available for you today. Are you willing to let him come in? Will you seek him and let him bring the burst through? The breakthrough. He came to set you free. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? I'm going to ask you some things today. In fact, ministry team, will you guys just go and come stand up here and make yourselves available today? Because I believe today that there's some folks that need breakthrough. There's a burst through awaiting someone here today. Listen, I've asked you to think about what's keeping you down, what's holding you back from this life that Jesus has come to give you. I've asked you to consider what are those limiting factors in your life even right now? Hey, how many of you today with no one looking around, how many of you would raise your hand and say, you know what, pastor, when you started talking about financial bondage and, 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 and I need a breakthrough when it comes to my finances, if that's you, would you just raise your hand today? Come on. Any financial breakthrough? I see that hand. Thank you. Thank you. The God of the burst through is available for that today. This can be be your bell parasa moment. Maybe you're here today saying, you know what? Hey, when you start talking about marriage, man, my marriage is in shambles. God, I, I, Jason, I need, a, I need a breakthrough right now. I need God to burst through because it seems hopeless and helpless. But I'm just telling you, I need, how many of you right now say I just need a breakthrough right now when it comes to my marriage? Come on, don't be ashamed. Raise your hand so I know how to pray for you. This is the bell parade moment for you. What about when it comes to a health issue? You've been given a diagnosis or there's been some sort of medical setback that, that, that you've identified or has been identified for you. And, and, and you need God to show up. You need a bell parade moment when it comes to your health. Is that you? Raise your hand. Let me see you right now. I see those hands. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. of you right now just need to push the delete button because there have been some things spoken over your life. There have been some words that have been lobbed at you and your identity, you have formed your view of yourself based on what other people have said about you, not based on what God has said about you. And right now you say, Pastor, I need a bell parade the moment. I need a God who will burst through with my mental thoughts and just correct them and bring healing there. Is that you? Raise your hand today. I see that. Thank you. Hands all over the room. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Here's the deal. We're going to sing right now. And I'm glad you're here because there is a God of the breakthrough that's present with us today. Whatever it is that's limiting you, would you stand with me right now as we begin to sing, as we sing word and declare God's truth and promises over you. I want to encourage you to come to this altar today and pray. I want to encourage you to lay it before the Lord. Maybe today you want to come to one of our team members today and just in invite them to partner with you and pray over those things. I'm telling you, your breakthrough is here. You've got to take a step though. You're going to have to do something about that. You're going to have to make a move and then watch heaven show up. Lives will be healed. Hope will be found right now. Here and now, this is the time. Jesus can change everything. Let's sing it. If you believe it, let's declare it. Change.